Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you already know the 50-year mission is definitive oral history of Star Trek. And Secrets of the Force will tell you everything you want to know about the history of Star Wars. But what you probably don't know is Ed Gross and I have a new book coming out this July. They shouldn't have killed this dog. The complete uncensored ass-kicking oral history of John Wick, Gun Fu, and the new age of action. Coming from St. Martin's in hardcover, digital, and audio. You can order it today. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. This is Darren Doctorman, and we are the Inglorious Trexperts. I thought it was a classic femme fatale. Just so much fun. Like that Shakespearean lace in your acting. I said, Gene, what do you want from this character? I want you to just take the character and make it your own. (laughs) (laughs) I had a good time on the film. On day one, the movie was already $15 million over budget. We started this movie without an ending. That's like painting yourself into a corner. I don't think we've ever had a Star Trek captain on our show. Being, as you said, number one on the the call sheet, it is a producer's position if you're going to take it seriously. I was so glad they didn't cast me as Lorca. (laughs) (laughs) You famously wrote that script in 12 days. On one level, I wrote the script. And on another level, the story was written by everybody and his brother. New episodes every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts, or download the Electric Now app. Keep on trekking. Ingloriously, of course. Inglorious Trexperts, the only podcast for fans with a life, is available every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts, and on the free Electric Now app. Download it today. Hello and welcome to Best Movies Never Made, a podcast where we talk about interesting and infamous movies that never made it to or through production. Most of the time, the movies you're trying to make don't get made. Like, four of them may happen, one of them may happen, none of them may happen, and I'll be attached to three more things by end of summer. Turn the script into something resembling Unforgiven with Conan. Yeah. Suddenly the rights expired and the whole thing just went away overnight. New episodes will be available every other Monday. We won't see you at the movies. Best Movies Never Made, as featured in Entertainment Weekly, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on the free Electric Now app. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is the 430 Movie. And welcome to Baby Don't Me Maybe Week. No, <laughs> baby, it's you week. No, baby, got Straight down back. the line, baby. No, who loves, loves you, babe? babe? Who loves, who loves you, baby? You? <laughs> who loves you, baby? No, baby, it's just baby, baby week. Mouth. Baby fish, <laughs> baby mouth. fish mouth week. It's catching, it's taking the world by storm, baby fish mouth. So anyway, it's a week about baby movies. Yay. Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. And why are we doing a week about baby movies? As we mentioned last week, our wonderful sound uh, engineer, um, the, the Mark Rivera, who stands on the shoulder of giants, Bill Ritter, um, just had a baby. And we want to pay tribute to his uh, 
his uh, bundle of joy, bundle of joy week here on the 430 movie <laughs> uh, by uh, by doing a week of great baby movies. So here to program the ultimate theme week of baby movies is Mr. Monday. Does baby need his bottle? Tuesday, it's Darren, our doctorman. Babies, babies, babies. <laughs> and is the evil twin of Ashley Edward Miller on Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller. My knowledge of birthing babies is quite lacking. You know what? You know what song I always hated? That Queen song, Radio Gaga. It always made me think of babies, but I, I just never liked that. I like Queen, me and I like I like their music for um, Highlander. But Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, ugh, the worst. That's all we need. All it's we hear. Always. That's all I hear. It's terrible. They played it at Live Aid, didn't they? I believe they did. Yeah. Probably. Speaking Back of Live Aid, eighty-five. <laughs> 1985. Speaking of 1985, I saw Paul McCartney this uh, weekend here in Los Angeles, and uh, you know, although I've been disappointed uh, by a lot of things from the 60s recently, um, particularly the new James Bond movie, as well as other things from the 60s, um, I have to say, go dresses. Mc no, that uh, Paul McCartney did not disappoint. He was great. It's great well, concert. I, I should hope he didn't disappoint. Did not disappoint. The parking situation Ooh. at SoFi Stadium disappointed big time. Big time. Yeah, it's awful. Well. Awful. It took us an hour to get out of the parking lot. And we were oh, parked God. like next to the stadium. It was it was crazy. So is, I saw we saw Paul McCartney at the Hollywood Bowl a few years ago and uh, took took the park and ride shuttle. It was great <laughs> in and wow. out of that place. And that show was fantastic. He still puts on a heck of a show. My God, two and a half hours, 80, almost 80 <sighs> yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Between him and Shatner, it gives you hope for growing old. <laughs> you know, but we're not talking here to talk about old people today. We're here to talk oh. about the very, the very young, the very young infants, infants. Uh, and I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about like babies. And, infant week. Uh, <laughs> ah, oh. yeah. Why? Why? Or why Werner Herzog would say, "I would like to see the baby." You know, people, I, a lot of these movies I'm sure we're going to talk about are, are comedies. People really find babies funny. Why is that, Steve? Well, uh, they make funny sounds like goo goo gaga. Uh, they, like they, Freddie Mercury. They like Freddie Mercury. They uh, poop and pee in unexpected uh, ways. And um, they're just really darn cute if you're into that sort of thing. Well, boy, sometimes when one isn't enough, you get two. And that's the case for Ashley, who 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 uh, was graced with twins a couple of years ago. Grace. Grace is what you call it. Yes. Yes. Let's call it Grace. No, no, no. It, it is. <laughs> that's got to be the greatest enthusiasm for the mission. <laughs> twins, Max. Twins. Twins is crazy. It's crazy. Twins is so crazy. It's not like having two. It's like having four. <laughs> It, it, and it's and when they start jabbering at the same time, it's like having your own like it, you know that scene in Finding Nemo with the seagulls. Mine, 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 mine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's exactly what it's like to have twins. Yeah. who are chatterboxes. So there yeah. you go. Do they have their own twin language? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was more apparent when they were uh, very young than it is like now, but they do weird things. Like they sleep in complimentary positions, like in their beds. It's very odd. 
it is very, very odd. Um, so you mean I, like like Tetris? Like if one has his <laughs> arm raised like this, the other has his arm raised like that. Wow. It's very strange. I, I think it's, you mean opposing positions. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, uh, you know what? There's whatever a, it is, it's whatever odd. it is, it's creepy as shit, okay? <laughs> well, I'm I'm very excited to see what you gentlemen come up with for uh, baby week. Me too. Uh Me too. starting with the name of the week. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I got a couple of predictions. I, I kind of feel like I might know what you guys are, are predicting. Can I write it down on a card and save it for later? Yes. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll do like, that, too. I have a couple yeah. of guesses. I yeah, think I'm going to okay. be wrong for Darren, but. Okay. Right now, everybody is wrong for Darren. Uh, you know what? Because so Darren true. hasn't decided. Because oh, everybody really? is wrong for Darren because Darren's so picky. Okay. Damn right I am. Tuesday, Tuesday can't be left to chance. <laughs> I'm locking in my answer for Ashley. Okay. Darren. Okay. He kept okay. Her, he kept wanting her to give birth to a blank. blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, I'm changing my answer for Darren. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. This is riveting radio. I'm locked. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna start. Let's see. Uh, with um, Steve Melching on Monday. If we're even in the ballpark. So, Steve, <laughs> tell us what we're watching on Monday. Well, Monday, I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to I'm doing a fastball straight down the middle to start things off. Right. And uh, my movie features not just one baby. Not even two babies, not even three babies. I'm talking five babies, quintuplets, you might say quintuplets named Harry, Barry, Larry, Gary and Nathan Jr. I'm talking about Joel and Ethan Cohen's Raising Arizona. Son, you got a panty on your head. Just drive fast, kid. Turn to the right! The first time I met Ed was in the county lockup in Tempe, Arizona. You're a flower, you are. A day I'll never forget. I do. You bet I do. Okay, then. My lawless years were behind me. Our child-rearing years lay ahead. But <laughs> biology conspired to keep us childless. You go right back up there and get me a toddler. I need a baby hive. I got more than I can handle. At the time, Ed's little plan seemed like the solution to all our problems. And the answer to all our prayers. He's beautiful. What? Are you kidding? We got us a family here. Want Nathan Jr. back. What's his name? Ed Jr. Hi, Jr. So far, we've just been using Jr. We call him Jr. He's out there somewhere. Hold on, Nathan. We're gonna go pick up Daddy. I've been taking these huggies and uh, whatever cash you got. <laughs> you busted out of jail. We released Trashaz on our own recognizance. What Double here is trying to say is that we felt the institution no longer had anything to offer us. <gasps> we got a child now. Everything's changed. Yeah! Where's Junior? <laughs> Who the hell are you? I'm a fan. 
we're absolutely going to get him back. Just ain't no question about that. Give me that baby, you warthog from hell! And you want to know another thing? I'm going to be a better person from here on out. Let's go get Nathan Jr. Raising Arizona, a comedy beyond belief. Well, it ain't Ozzy and Harriet. I was so close. I had that for, for Darren. I had that for Darren. Damn it. No way. <laughs> so, of course, okay. uh, Racing Arizona, uh, 1987, uh, the Coen Brothers' second feature film after uh, uh, Blood Simple, uh, 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 with a lot of the same uh, crew members uh, from Blood Simple, and then would carry over into their other films like Barry Sonnenfeld and uh, Carter Burwell and their editor, uh, Michael Miller, before they started editing their own films under a pseudonym, uh, starred a lot of, uh, starred Nicolas Cage, of course, almost starred uh, Kevin Costner in that role, apparently. He auditioned several times, but they went with Nicolas Cage, and I, th- I think that was the right choice. Uh, Holly Hunter, of course, hilarious, as always, and uh, John Goodman. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone's seen this movie. It's a great uh, sort of rambunctious, absurdist, screwball comedy uh, about a a childless couple desperate uh, to start a family and uh, abducting uh, a a child of uh, the wealthy businessman, uh, Nathan Arizona of Unpainted Arizona, because they figure he's got his hands full with five. He wouldn't miss. uh, They wouldn't miss the sequel uh, to Nathan Detroit. (laughs) Fine, fine. You're in Arizona. I am in Arizona. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, it's got that that classic absurd sense of humor that the uh, that the Coen brothers uh, have become uh, known for. Um, But it has a really sweet emotional core to it at the same time. It's just a really fun movie. And, And one little bit of trivia I didn't know until I watched it recently is that in the scene when the police are interviewing uh, Nathan Arizona about the uh, the missing child uh, and he's saying, you know, don't you guys have any leads? One of the police officers in the background is the same actor that plays the officer that uh, returns Le- Big Lebowski, uh, uh, Lebowski's car to him and jokes hmm. about leads. <laughs> same guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Gomez. <laughs> it, uh, it, it rhymes. It's like poetry. Yeah, like, like what, 10 years later, they brought him back to do a scene about Leeds. Very funny. Nice. Fantastic. Well, I That's knew good. that Raising Arizona was going to show up on the countdown. I just didn't uh, know it was going to be so soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't really feel like a Monday movie, but you know, I, I have to tell you something about Raising Arizona. I've only seen it once. I love the Cone Brothers. I saw it in college. After I'd seen Blood Simple and fell in love with the Coen Brothers, I didn't love it at the time, but I've been meaning to watch it again all these years because I have a feeling I would like it a lot more now. But I, I never watched it again, and I, I need to watch it. I need to watch it again. Watch it, Mister. Yeah, yeah, I do. And t- I mean, take oh, note of uh, Nicholas Cage's hairstyle, uh, his sort of Woody Woodpecker hairstyle that gets. I, I think his concept for his hair is it gets taller and crazier the more frazzled he gets in the movie. Mm. I love yeah. that he has a hair concept. <laughs> Only Nicolas Cage would have a hair concept. Right. I remember just being put off by the whole B story with the with the the, the monster, the guy. 
Oh, the, the emotion chip. Oh, wait, that's, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong the, podcast. The, the bounty sorry. hunter. Yeah. The bounty hunter. But, but right. anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again. Uh, I'm going to watch yeah. it again on Monday. That's the, what I'm going to do. Randallorian. Randallorian. <laughs> <laughs> Very it's just good. just got such a great poetic say, you know, I love the monologues in it. You know, these, these kind of weird poetic monologues that Nicolas Cage goes off on. Um, I don't know. It was the first, I didn't see Blood Simple when it came out. So uh, Raising Arizona was my first uh, exposure oh. to the Coen Brothers. So maybe, maybe that's what, uh, well, that's a fire. Uh, yeah. Because I was a huge Blood Simple fan. And then I loved Miller's Crossing a couple of years later. So Raising Arizona is definitely very different. It's an homage to the screwball comedies of yore and, uh, um, totally get it. Great pick, which brings us to Tuesday. And Darren, our document, you're going to have to come oh. up with something. You're going to have to come down here, Con. You're going to have to come down here. You're right, but uh, hey, got my pick locked in. Um, I, I'd be interested to hear what uh, your picks are, but um, I, it's not Pixar. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I had such a good time picking a film that I worked on last time uh. that I may do it again. It's the abyss. I should have known. No. <laughs> As it is, my list of credits uh, have a couple movies about babies, but I, I, I ran down the list and I decided on one uh, mere moments ago. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, is, uh, it is connected to Monday's pick because the director is Barry Sonnenfeld. Mm -hmm. And it is the sequel to the Adams Family movie from 1993, Adams Family Values. Nurse, <laughs> <laughs> how close are the contractions? Every 15 seconds, Doctor. Are you in unbearable pain? My darling, is it torture? Oui. <laughs> Forceps. Forceps. What news? Father, what is it? It's an Adams. He has my father's eyes. Gomez, take those out of his mouth. He's an adorable little baby. Fine. Rub it in. Children, why do you hate the baby? We don't hate him. We just want to play with him. Especially his head. You'll meet someone, someone very special. Someone who won't press charges. Listen, he a lady killer. Acquitted. Women must follow you everywhere. Store detectives. And the stork flew down from heaven and turned into a baby. Our parents had sex. And uh, the, uh, the basis of the story is the Adamses are expecting a new child and uh it is born in a in a hilarious uh, montage of hospital scenes uh that uh, i i uh, came up with a couple gags for including uh a uh, doctor flinging thing off of forceps into another room where it slaps a baby on the butt uh, as it's born so that was my gag um, you're welcome but, america uh, yeah thank you you're welcome yeah, I, I accept donations at my uh, uh, Patreon. But um, 
the uh, the story is fun because uh, it uh, it brings up a uh, a name that Charles Adams actually had originally thought to name Pugsley, uh, which is Pubert, which is the name of the new baby, which I always had a a, a laugh at. And uh, Pubert is a, a darling little kid, actually played by two twin girls. Uh, but they they painted the mustache on them so they both looked like Gomez, and uh, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's not great, but it's fun. Um, I uh, I enjoyed the first Adams Family a lot, but it was uh, a little uh, a little off kilter and not uh, at all like the uh, uh, like the uh, the fun romp that I had expected because I, I was a big fan of the TV show in the sixties. But uh, I have to say that the casting in these films is impeccable. I couldn't think of better actors to play these iconic roles than uh, Raul Julia, who uh, was great as Gomez. And uh, I have to add uh, these little side stories of working on the movies. When I was uh, visiting the um, the graveyard set uh, to show some storyboards to the director and uh, the uh, visual effects supervisor who I was directly working for, um, there was Raul Julia. Uh, you know, he I, I don't think he was working that day, but he was sort of observing and seeing what everyone else was doing. And uh, he started up a conversation with me and I showed him the storyboards. And, uh, and you told him you performed that part in high school and he. No. Oh, that was Georgie Scott. No, that was. What? No, I, I didn't. It isn't the same story every time, Mark. <laughs> okay, you 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 were driving, you were walking <laughs> along the highway, her. and he picked you up in a car. Oh no, that's right. no, no, that's Ed Harris. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, um, Amber Heard. No, but I I, at I have at least one story from each of the movies I've worked on. Uh, but this is the one for Adam's Family Values, and uh, he he looked at the drawings and said, "You did all these yourself." And I said, well, yes, that's kind of what that's what the job is. And and I said, that's marvelous. And it was <laughs> it was so sweet and uh, and genuine. And he was uh, he was, you know, at that time, full of life and energy. And uh, he was having a great old time. And it was a big tragedy to lose him just a couple of years later. Um, but uh, I also storyboarded the dance sequence in the underground uh, restaurant the big tango scene. And uh, that was a hell of a lot of fun. And they used a lot of my ideas for that as well. Uh, but I have to shout out to my friend, Alan Monroe, who was the uh, visual effects supervisor on here, who, uh, who hired me. And uh, we would uh, sit in the, uh, in the visual effects trailer and the back lot of Paramount and uh, come up with gags for this movie. And uh, a couple of times, Christina Ricci would come in and hang out in the trailer. You know, she was 14 years old. And uh, everything was on the up and up. So get your minds out of the gutter. She was just a sweet girl who wanted to hang out because she was bored with being on set. So um, it was a it was a fun thing. And it was a great group of people. And uh, uh, I, I liked the movie when it came out. But uh, the uh, the fun thing is it adds uh, Joan Cusack to the uh, to the group as a, uh, a woman even crazier than the Adamses, uh, And uh, of course, the. Uh, uh, the great Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester, who is uh, who is so quiet and unassuming in person that is complete opposite from any of his uh, his roles that he's uh, uh, performed. And of course, uh, Mark knows the uh, magic of uh, Carl Stryken, who uh, uh, <laughs> who is uh, 
he, he was a, a wonderful gentleman and uh, and uh, one sweet spirited and uh, a lot of fun to uh, sort of hang around with. Anyway, but and it, was, uh, uh, it was Angelica Houston. The uh, absolutely, yeah. And Angelica next week, Houston. Darren picks real steel. We're going to go through his entire biography. <laughs> this is, this is going to be the 4-3 Darren's Ooze. Uh, you know, I, I love hearing stories like that because you know, I remember coming up thinking like, how do these writers and directors come up with so many friggin' ideas and it's so creative, like I'll never be able to do that. And then you're like, no, there's a the whole is, well, they don't. There's a whole bunch of people who do Coming this. up with ideas yeah. for their movies. Yeah. We we like to be known as the uh, as the great unknown. <laughs> well, look, it's the same thing about you know in the writers' room where it's like having a writers' room is so much you know better than like writing the whole season yourself. Of course, yeah, because you have you know you multiply all these great minds mm-hmm. and you know and and come up with so many ideas. But at the end of the day, it's like one person on the script, but it's really you know ten people that uh, yeah. and then all the keys and everybody else. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to I have to call out the uh, the strange and wonderful performances by Peter McNichol and Christine Baranski <laughs> as the uh, as the uh, summer camp uh, counselors. Uh, they are completely insane and uh, annoying, and uh, it just uh, it, it just makes you think that you know what what sort of political stance do the filmmakers have? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but it's uh, it's a fun movie and uh, some great performances, especially by. Uh, Christina Ricci. Did you uh, read um, uh, 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 Barry Sonnenfeld's uh, autobiography? It's very good. I, I haven't read it yet. I have it on my uh, on my queue on uh, Audible. So yeah, it's 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 good. He's such a quirky, interesting guy, and it's funny because I loved him as a DP. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his movies. But I'm not like a big Men in Black fan. Yeah. Although I love Get Shorty, but he's yeah. he's uh, his his he's direction such an interesting is a guy. little uneven. But he is uh, he is a very interesting guy, a brilliant DP. Yeah. And uh, and most of the times uh, nice to get along with. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Boy, and we learned so much about the Flintstones a couple of weeks ago. And, <laughs> yeah. and this and this yeah. is great. I, I actually I love when the Exorcist three last week. This is it's great to have this inside baseball. Stuff. Well, I figure I have 33 years of this Uh-oh. shit, so I might as well, uh, you know, share some of it at this point. Because uh, I'm not going back, baby. I'm not going lost, back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so that brings us to Wednesday. And I, I got my pick locked in for Ashley, so don't yeah. disappoint me because oh, I've been wrong. Oh, you, after after Ashley's and your pick, I want to know what you had picked for me. Oh, okay, you got it. Okay, yeah, so, I got um, locked in still. Okay, I got Ashley's ready ready to go. I'm going to open this with a with a baby story involving a, a, a celebrity that has nothing to do with my pick, but I'm going to do it anyway. Kind of in the spirit of the, uh, of the, of the thing as the it thing. were. The thing. The thi- this thing of <laughs> ours. That's kind of a baby film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that's why my pick is Swingers. Um, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so when Caden was one year old, he was- Not a twin. He, he, not a twin. He was actually born during Comic-Con uh, in 2009. The next year we went, and um, we were leaving him with the daycare facility that they had for babies uh, at uh, at the con. It was in the convention center. It was at least the was, sign said daycare. Facility. <laughs> it said daycare center. And what it really was was, uh, was intake for lunch. Um, baby con. Baby con. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a little. Booze and, 
it was it was in the back. It was like um, you know, in the not like in the in the front area of the con. You sort of had to go back like where the uh, where the where the green where room was and all this were. other crap, right? So we went. We went to pick him up. We got in the elevator. We had him in the bassinet. It was just us. And as we were, the doors were about to close. The man stops the elevator doors from closing. He steps inside. It's Stanley. It's just us. Caden, Stanley. And he looks down at Caden. He goes, hello, baby. And then we went down to the first floor and he got off the elevator. And I was like, that was your blessing, kid. Oh my goodness. Hello, baby. And somewhere, wow. somewhere, Dan Poole's spider sense was tingling. Yeah. I'm a baby, Stanley. Wow. And Jen was like, haven't you met him? Oh, yeah. And that was like three times. He just doesn't. Um, but there you go. So my I can't like, even he, remember like, baby's name. It was like he was knighted. He was Excelsior. That's so great. Listen up, true believers. Um, <laughs> my pick for Wednesday. Look, it's come on, baby come week. on. It's come on Wednesday, and there's really only one thing um, that I can say to to introduce my pick, and that is to let you know that the Davises have had a baby, but they're not sending out any announcements. Yes, yes. In 1974, Larry Cohen's <laughs> got go. alive. Look at this. Like, look at you guys. Wow. There's, o- there's only one problem with the Davis's baby. It's, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Can you hear me? It can't be saved. It's gonna die. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive! It's alive! Nobody knows how this thing happened. It's really a matter of speculation, and I think perhaps that's for the best. After all, if we find out that the cause is medication that we manufacture, and it was administered over a long period of time... What do your interests recommend? Absolute destruction of this thing. It went down the storm drains. That's how it can travel the length of the city without anybody seeing it. Don't touch me. Don't you touch me. They stole my head. Did you see? What does it look like? Uh, what are you? Get afraid those of? cameras out of my face, please. I got no comment. That had nothing to do with this. Will you get that thing out of my face? Get out of the way! He could have killed you. You know why he didn't? You know why he didn't kill you? You've never been exposed to radioactivity in radioactive material or undergone extensive x-rays. No, Doctor, I told you. Well, we can't rule out uh, genetic damage. My department.
department has already cautioned the police about excessive violence. If it could be dispatched with a bullet or, or better still, some kind of a gas. Undoubtedly, it is very small and any kind of bodily harm, especially from gunshots or, or explosives. In other words, you want me uh, to sign away the body, is that it? Well, it's your right. After all, you are the child's father. It's alive. Don't go alone. Please. Do we know you or what? You know me so well. Let me tell you something. That, I'll talk about the movie in a second, but first I want to talk about the, the, the television campaign, right? The advertising yeah. campaign for that movie. The, the TV spot that they ran was very simple. It was a pink bassinet. And it was yep. just rotating. Well, the um, the narrator said exactly what I said and what we kind of just ran through. And when I was a wee boy and that TV spot would come on during Star Trek, mind you, very cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would scream and yeah. run out of the room and go find my mom. Like it burned itself into my brain. Like it, that was how traumatic that advertisement was. That's how effective it was. The only thing I can remember that was as terrifying to me was the uh, the TV spot for Alien. <laughs> right. And that's it. No, I remember the comic book ads for It's Alive. It was just that picture of the bassinet with like, and have like the little claw hand sticking out. Mm -hmm. or something. It was like, ah. Look, when well, babies have claw hands, it's bad. What what year was this? Like 76 or 77? It was 74. It was re-released, I think, in 76. Oh, okay. The sequel um, was 76. Yeah, it's right. Alive 2. It's Alive 2. Because they used to have the ads Electric in Starlog. And yeah, I remember uh -huh. I used to get scared of the ads in Starlog because it was so creepy. And I'd have to turn the page really quickly right. because... Yeah, I think it was for the soundtrack, actually, because it was Bernard Herrmann's last mm -hmm. score. It's and it was like... And it was like, oh, this is creepy. I got to want to see this. I, on, my, on my way walking to school back in when we lived in New Jersey, uh, I would always pass uh, this theater called the Elmore Theater. Uh, I saw Star Wars there. It was a, a buck uh, for every show. Um, but it was uh, this sort of city theater with a big... Uh, uh, you know, uh, overhang uh, uh, and uh, and posters in the front windows. And of course, uh, over a stretch of a few weeks, they had the It's Alive poster there. And it scared me to right? death. I know. It's that, that three-toed hand uh, uh, over the edge. Oh, my God. It was so freaking scary. I didn't want to see this movie ever. When I finally did, I was kind of disappointed. But that said, the yeah, magic like, of advertising, right? The babies have never been so advertisement scary. is yeah. just so powerful. Yeah. And it just shows you like how much power there is in simplicity. Yeah. And um, letting the audience imagine fill in there the always be worse. <laughs> They'll almost yeah. always be worse than what a filmmaker can come look, up with. You know, contra Darren, like the truth is that it's alive is pretty good now look um the uh, the premise is uh, is is really i mean it's it's kind of dirt simple it's insane um baby is born uh monstrous it kills the doctor yes. it kills the nurse and then it just kind of heads for and the hills yeah. and then it's about the hunt for this like killer yes. monstrous baby which is insane and in, yet basically in the la works. river 
Yeah. But it, yeah. the reason why I think it works is that it, it kind of taps into and makes use of a lot of parental fear mm -hmm, and parental sure. instinct, right? It's the instinct to protect the child. It's also the parental fear, which is very real that like, you know, what if your kid does suck? You know, yeah. like <laughs> what if your kid is a monster? Like, uh, you know, I mean, before I they're a teenager, before they're a teenager, <laughs> I, I think we all like have those, have those thoughts and those worries. And it's very canny about it. And the plot is very simple. Yeah. Um, you know, it plays the uh, pharmaceutical company, Canard, you know, which uh, David Cronenberg obviously, uh, you know, uses probably like more than once, but definitely in Scanners, which is also on my list. Um, but it's, you know, the reason why I landed on It's Alive is just because the imagery is just so iconic. Yeah. And it's so wrong on every level. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It yep. works. And it works enough that it inspired two sequels mm. and a remake. Well, it was it was written and directed by the great Larry Cohen, mm -hmm. who was so good at this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, he was able to take this sort of genre of low budget uh, horror and suspense and put a great spin on it. And he was the master of this kind of thing. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I, I don't want to go there because. You've never had to sit at a Saturn Awards table with Rob Burnett and Larry Cohn as, <laughs> as kiss-ass Rob went on and on Larry Cohn about what a genius he is for three hours, unabated. First, he went on about original gangsters because that had just gone. Then he starts going through his complete oeuvre. And, you're, and, and I mean, Larry Cohn, I think at first was flattered. And by the end, I think he wanted to have security throw him out of the. He the, wanted the, to be anyone else. Yeah, it, 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 it was so funny because it's always charming. It's the same thing I have with John Philip Law. At first, it's like really good. But then Rob keeps going. And at some point, I always have to interrupt. Like, Listen, I know it, it sounds like he's full of shit, but this is why we call him Kiss Has Rob, because he really means it. He is that he 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 he's genuine. He's, he's, that, genuine, he's genuine. He he's that he's passionate. And 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 so you just gotta let him go. There's nothing else you can do. He can't be stopped. He can't. There's no off switch. He can't be bargained with. He can't be reasoned <laughs> with. He doesn't feel that's paid all that he does. Kiss the, pra the praisinator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was. I'm sure Larry Cohen was very appreciative. So, but yeah, he, he. At some point, we circled around the It's Alive for probably another hour or two. But cue <laughs> <laughs> the winged serpent. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 1982. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that's a great pick, and not entirely unexpected. Uh, at Apparently, least to Steve and myself. So I, I appreciate you being so predictable. But, but when, boy, I, that when I told my wife the theme for this week, she's like, "Oh, you got to do it's alive." I'm like, "No, no, Ashley's got that." <laughs> <laughs> but man, that puts me in a quandary. This this whole thing because but do we want to uh, reveal our, our picks? Uh, yeah, Darren? because Darren this is part after? of my this is part of my quandary. No, I'll tell them right now. Because I had for you, Darren, uh, no, because Monday, I, I, this is what I thought. I thought Darren was going to do Raising Arizona. So for Steve, I had Children of Men. So mm -hmm. I thought that Steve was, was going to do Children of Men, and then Darren was going to do Raising Arizona. And then Ashley, I was sure, was going to do It's Alive. <laughs> so there you Steve, go. Steve, I thought about that, but I figured, no, come on. Yeah, he did Return <laughs> of the Jedi for Stoner Week. So come on. Well, for those of you who, don't, who are listening to the podcast, I've been, I, proven, I I've been proven right over Return of the Jedi, by the way. 
<laughs> I picked 2001 A Space Odyssey for Darren. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I know, good pick for Darren. It's I, got I a baby in it. I know. Yeah, it's, it's a child. I got my it's a star for, child. I got my pick for Mark locked in. So I'm, I'll be nice. Yeah, so you think. <laughs> so you think. Because here's the thing to steal a phrase from Ashley. <laughs> you know, I, at first I was thinking, look, I got to go with a great film about abortion because abortion rights are about to be taken away by this fucked up Supreme Court of ours and uh, how awful this is. And I figured I should win. But then I started thinking, other than Citizen Ruth, there's really not <laughs> any great abortion movies. And I'm like, I'm not going to pick an abortion movie just to make a point. Right. As much as I'm tempted to. I mean, yeah, and I know there are a couple other movies about abortion, but they're not, you know what? They're not audience pleasers. Let's put it that way. And Woody <laughs> Allen never has made one. We never it's made a live as sort of one. About what? It's alive as sort of one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but it's in the retroactive. Yeah, what about that, the, yeah. the, the God, Godfather 2? <laughs> there you it's go. It's an abortion, Michael. <laughs> an abortion. Like our marriage. Like marriage. <laughs> no, but Diane Keaton wasn't a lot of Woody Allen movies, so it has that gone. <laughs> so okay, so so that really brings me to the one that Steam thinks I'm going to pick and what I am going to pick. Right. Now here's the thing: <laughs> I don't want to pick this because he picked it's alive, and I and we I picked Rosemary's Baby for the Devil Made Me Do It week, yeah. right? One of my favorite movies of all time. It's Clearly, crazy. it's like yeah. crazy not to pick Rosemary's Baby. I love it. I think, you know, Polanski's a genius. I think the movie is uh, spectacular. I've seen it so many times. It's actually a recent discovery. It's only in the last 10 years. You know, I never seen it. And I, and then I. But to be fair, the baby's hardly in it. The baby, right. The baby's not in it a lot. The baby's not, not in it a lot. And not like it, it's alive. No. And, uh, <laughs> the and, baby uh, that's alive is like the shark in Jaws. That's you right. <laughs> I mean, if we do, what have you done Literally. to its eyes weeks? Maybe. maybe. But, <laughs> but, but, the baby but is I, not working. The baby <laughs> is not working. <laughs> so as, as, as much as I want to go with Rosemary's Baby, I don't want to become as predictable as Ashley. And, <laughs> and also, oh, okay. you are like issuing said, a clear invitation to and dance. I, and I think Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve said it last week. Steve had a film he was going to pick. He's like, I know we can repeat now on the show, but I'm going to try and avoid it. I kind of feel the same way. I know we can repeat, but I'm going to try and avoid it, particularly on something like Baby Week, where there's a bunch of films that maybe wouldn't really work for other weeks. And maybe we can showcase films we wouldn't normally. And like Rosemary's Baby, there's so many weeks, you know, Cinematography Week and, you know, uh, Ron Polanski Week. I mean, so many weeks that could come out. We'll never do a Mia Farrow Week, but maybe a John Cassavetes Week. You know, so, so, so many chances to showcase the G Ralph Bellamy week, Charles Grodin week, but um, so many chances to showcase the genius of Rosemary's baby. So I'm not going to go there or maybe it's Friday. Who knows? Maybe it's Friday, right? My pick is the 1938 screwball comedy, bringing up baby. I hope you realize that you've made a perfect fool of yourself in Would front you... of everyone. Have you finished? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Thank you very much. Oh. You lied to me. Yes, but just a little well, bit. I mean, no, 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 no. But it isn't a ridiculous. 
a story I have. Where is the leopard? In there. I don't believe you. But you must believe me. I've been the victim once more of your unbridled imagination. What do you want? Well, uh, Mrs. Random invited me for dinner. Would you please find out if she still wants me? <laughs> She's hung up. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there. So am I. <laughs> I am Major Horace Applegate of the Explorers Club. Uh, uh, what, are you doing, what are you doing with that gun? The gun is... Uh, I have been hunting leopards. Uh, oh, uh, you've been hunting leopards, have yes, you? Yes, yes, I have been hunting leopards. Any luck? Uh, well, not what I'm accustomed to, no. You see, I was slightly mm -hmm. confused regarding boys, leopards. I, the, uh, they, they told me that the... Uh, the Take your hands off that man! Come on, come on, yeah, man, come, come on. Come on, stop. Lock him, him. Hey, 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 let go. Let go. Hello, Dougherty. Oh, Miss Susan, how in the world did you get here? Influence. You mean to tell me he wants to wear that thing? Look, of course I don't want to wear this thing. All I want to do is get married. Susan, I forbid it. I absolutely put my foot over oh, on you. I don't understand, but please let me explain. Now, you want to marry a man like me? Quiet! Oh, but David, please. That was my first choice. Steve for the win. Nice. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> wow wow steve good you're good you that's hilarious <laughs> that was my first choice and i said you know what i'm not going to be that obvious i'll let mark be that obvious. <laughs> oh that you you slay me but when i was working on bringing up baby at 38 uh -huh. let me tell you <laughs> me and howard hawks had some great conversations uh, nice. No, so um, obviously this is the Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, classic screwball comedy, huge influence of Peter Bogdanovich. His movie What's Up Doc is a huge, is an homage to Bring a Baby. Bring a Baby is just, it's so much fun. It's so funny. And, you know, what's really interesting is it was not a big success when it came out. It's only in retrospect that right. it became, a, a, you know, this legendary film that's in the Library of Congress, that's a beloved classic. But when it came out, and it almost killed Catherine Hepburn's career. She just had failure after failure. It's really pretty goofy for a 1938 audience. It's very <laughs> goofy. In a way, it's ahead of its time. Wait, and it has yeah. that great Howard Hawks kind of rat-a-tat-tat dialogue. Yep. And yeah, it's very sophisticated for um, uh, for a film of its era. And that's yeah. maybe why it was, like you say, a little ahead of its time. But it's super funny. It's 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 a great Howard Hawks film, um, and uh, Baby, of course, is the uh, is is is, is, it is a leopard. It, it's, a it's, a, it's like a leopard. It's a leopard. Yeah. Beautiful and, leopard. Uh, yeah, but it's the it's the docile, lovely leopard as opposed to the other leopard, which is not so friendly. Right, the ones so. that attack Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to the one that attacks the freedom run. So anyway, I don't know if people have seen it. I hope they have. If you haven't, it's a great opportunity to catch up on a true movie classic. And uh, it is and, available on Prime Video. And there's also a great Warner Archive release, I believe, of uh, of it as well. And always better watch on Blu-ray. And of but course, Cary Grant not, is is luminous in it. Cary well, <laughs> Grant is super Cary funny. Cary Grant is luminous in it. Because remember, this yeah. is post Gunga Din, and yeah. this is you know. Look, people think of him as a sort of suave North by Northwest, you know, uh, George, you know, George Kaplan, well, Roger Thornhill, really, you know, but and, and charade. Uh, but but before he was that, he was this great comedian. Yeah. Um, and never is he been. Well, I mean, he's pretty hysterical in the Philadelphia story a couple of years later, too. Also, Catherine Hepburn. But uh, he is so funny in bringing up baby. And, I was going to say he puts the screw and ball in screwball. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, is that scene where he rips um, Catherine Hepburn's uh, outfit at the fancy uh, restaurant? I mean, it's just he's so great. And his, you know, his physical comedy, his Pratt Falls, everything. I mean, Cary Grant could do no wrong. He was he could do it all. He could do action. And he looks adventure. great in a nighty. <laughs> he looks great in a nighty. <laughs> and you know, that is also one of those things that was kind of ahead of its time, where um at one point, you know, when he's wearing the nighty and and he's like, What are you doing? He says, I've suddenly gone gay. Now there's the question <laughs> as to whether or not he meant uh, in, in the sense of being you know, happy very and, uh, happy and joyous, but yes. but other people say you know it's sort of the first mainstream movie in which the word gay is associated with um, you know homosexuality, which is which is interesting because yeah. obviously it's during that the height of the Hayes Code, and right. uh, you know where the the certainly um, the Hayes office would not allow such things to be mentioned, you know, much like today's Republican Party. So um, anyway, uh, my pick for Thursday is uh 1938's bringing up baby <laughs> fun movie yep. indeed indeed which brings us to friday a lot so, of great choices well a lot of babies i, I want to throw out i mean and i'm pretty sure this is not gonna be the friday pick but i have to say it my second choice that was my truly out of the box no kidding ashley has come to play money's on the table wednesday pick was Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Oh, because oh, nobody puts baby nobody in the corner. Baby. No one puts baby but, in the corner. But, but here's the I thing. See. I, I see what you're doing, but, you know, same thing like Double Indemnity. <laughs> I see what you're Walter doing Neff is always calling Barbara, you know, a Sandwick baby. Right. You or know, a swing down the line where there's beautiful babies. babies. But I think go there's to Vegas. so many. Gotta go to Vegas and get Vegas some beautiful baby. babies. Yeah. There's so many movies with actual babies in them that we haven't even talked about. There's Leonard Nimoy's Three men and a baby. There's, right. there's, look who's you know, baby. Look who's talking. There's Junior, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant. There's yeah. even The Hangover, where uh, you know they have the baby in some of the funniest baby. scenes. Baby's um, day out. Baby's day I, out. That, that was going to be my. Swartho. That was going to be Baby's my day out. Patrick Reed Johnson. Our, yeah, our friend Patrick Reed Johnson uh, with a script by uh, John Hughes. It's basically the uh, the feature length version of that uh, Sweet Pea Popeye cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And speaking of uh, John Hughes, there was also She's Having a Baby uh, right. with uh, Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth McGovern yeah. and Alec ba- young Alec Baldwin. Arguably Fargo. Because she's pregnant. No, 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 no because like, it's, no. Cause a baby we don't believe a baby actually, at no, conception. Right. It's a baby. With <laughs> I, okay. I, I was very close to picking another movie and it was going to be my pick up until just like yesterday or the day before. I was so close to picking hard boiled John. Yeah. Oh, oh, see, yeah. that would have been an Ashley <laughs> pick. Yeah, I would have respected you for that pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. I'm going to assume a, everyone's seen Hard Boiled, although it's it's hard to see that movie now because there's not a good there's no Blu-ray. Yeah, there's I, no good transfer of it. Um, and I, I think the DVD sells on the aftermarket for a lot of money. And uh, I, I don't know yeah. why there's not a good quality edition of speak of, of any. Why of don't you explain movies, why this would be for baby movie week? Well, there's a, this. there's a whole sequence where there's a, a hospital uh, uh, action shootout sequence. It's one of the most incredible 
running yeah. shootouts you'll it's ever see in a movie. Where he's protecting shootout. the babies. And he's, he's carrying throwing, it. Yeah. They're evacuating he's babies. Covering out of his hospital. eyes and its ears. In the middle of this yeah. crazy middle shootout fight. It pees on a, him. It's awesome. There's yeah, people to put out a fire, I think, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Out a fire on him or something. And, and you know, there's this wonder in it that lasts like three minutes long as he's going into an elevator and going onto different floors and just shooting, you know, yeah, engaging he, different people. I had a Jackie say, Chan movie, he would have used the baby as a melee weapon. I don't know how Darren feels about this. I could totally see going with Hardboiled. I think that's such a 430 movie pick. I mean, I think we should talk about some of these other things. I mentioned earlier, Children of Men, which is, you know, sort of set in a world in which women can no longer get pregnant. And then, you know, uh, Clive Owen has to protect the like the last pregnant woman. It's not as exciting as Hardboiled, but it's a pretty amazing film. It's Terrific. a great movie. Uh, it's well, very serious not, and not fun. But Not to stamp on Ashley's Wednesday, uh, but... Uh, Sword of Vengeance, Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. That's interesting. You know? um, yeah. Also, there were some really, in the aughts, it's interesting, because these were huge movies that no one talks about. Like, when you think about a film being disposable, because the, these were huge. There was a Diablo Cody's Juno, right. which at the time was like critically beloved. Everyone was seeing it. It was so much in the zeitgeist. Gone. Nobody remembers yeah, it. Nobody care. talks about it. It's a really good movie, yeah. too. So, and the same thing with um, uh, Judd Apatow's Knocked Up, yep. which right. is a movie I loved, which was yep. huge at the time. It made Seth Rogen's career. I mean, you know, yes, he had been in, uh, you know, Undeclared and he'd been in other things, but Knocked Up made him, you know, a huge star. And, and Catherine Heigl, um, and people don't talk about that movie at all anymore. And I'm not sure why. Maybe because it's not politically why. correct. No, why, it's, why? it's because it's completely unbelievable. No, <laughs> the whole that Seth Rogen would ever get to the... sleep with Catherine yeah. Heigl? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it either. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. And uh, she was really drunk. Yeah, oh, but, uh, you know, Darren no mentioned... Darren mentioned Lone Wolf and Cub. There's a whole series of these movies, and they're yeah. they're really great. And of course, they're the inspiration for the Mandalorian yeah. uh, series and, and uh, Road to Perdition. A, yeah, um, and there's a great Criterion box set of these movies, and you should amazing. definitely check it out if you haven't. Mm-hmm. They're really really fun movies. In the '80s, speaking of Diane Keaton, it was a baby boom, which was a big movie uh, in the '80s. Which again, uh, people don't talk about as much. Also, Son of Kong. Yeah, um, <laughs> there, there a couple. You of know I thought about Son of Kong. Let yeah, me I just bet tell you, you did. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a couple other '80s movies I almost went with: uh, Labyrinth, uh, mm-hmm. Jim Henson's yeah, Labyrinth. Yeah, that's a great one. Honestly, uh, you remind me of the Babe. What Babe? The babe, babe, babe of the Power. power. What power? power? The Power of Voodoo. 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 You do Voodoo. what? Voodoo. Power of the Babe. The babe. I saw my baby crying hard. And that's basically all of the movie we need to hear. (laughs) And then, of course, uh, there's Ron Howard's Willow. Right. Elora Dannon. But then we have to recommend. The Queen of Yogurt. But then on the other end of the spectrum, let us pay homage to David Lynch's Eraserhead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. True. That is true. That is a but, it's that's on that that spectrum of really disturbing babies like Rosemary's yeah. Baby and it's alive and it's alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it makes Rosemary's Baby look like the feel good movie of the year. Ooh, that's a rough watch. I mean, yeah. I've only seen it once. I haven't been able to revisit Eraserhead. Yeah, as much yeah. as I love David Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish they'd come up with a, a, a bunch of uh, Eraserhead erasers that you could. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That's great marketing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the merchandise you want. 
Ah, absolutely. <laughs> and you could Traitor. argue something like The Incredibles. Oh, yeah. A baby. Sure. Or at least yeah. The Incredibles, too, particularly, because yeah. it's so much about Jack-Jack, right? Yeah. And it yeah. also, The Incredibles, too, has such amazing, true wisdom about raising babies, right? It's like, you know, the cookie strategy is doomed to failure. It always results in demon baby. It's totally true. Like, like Brad Bird knew what he was talking about. Like when he wrote Incredibles 2. Do you There's think me. Hangover would be more popular today if they had made those two awful sequels? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because again, another movie that talk about a Zeitgeist movie, everyone was seeing The Hangover. It was huge. It was Monster funny. Hit. It was monster hit, big laughs. And then and it you still know, works. But, it holds it, up. I, it's, but you don't really yeah. hear as much about it anymore. People How don't many sequels talk about are there? It. Are there three of them two, or four? Two, okay, two, two sequels. Two. Yeah. And they're progressively worse. Yeah, but it's a movie. The, the writer of the, those movies, uh, Craig Mazin, turns around and makes Chernobyl, which was right. an absolutely yeah. amazing HBO miniseries. Well, and don't forget his superhero movie, movie. <laughs> his superhero parody for Dimension. We know his superhero movie. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the specials. I'm talking oh. about he did one for Dimension, which was like a scary superhero movie, superhero yeah. movie, yeah. right? Yeah. And he did scary movie and all that, which is yeah. which is less memorable than the specials, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's not a special. But my second choice for Ashley uh, uh, would, would have been uh, a movie that he's talked about before on the show, Baby Driver. I yeah. love Baby Driver. Yeah, I, I gave serious thought. But surprisingly, but I, not about an infant that drives a car. No, no but that would be really entertaining. Been, let's write that movie right now and sell it. Totally. Yeah, that's right. He's the getaway driver. That's right. Now, yeah. what about it's something- heist meets <laughs> Baby's Day Out? Baby's Day Out. No one will be admitted to the theater during the final shootout. (laughs) Uh, What about something like uh, Alien? Yeah, you Mm -hmm. could. They're baby aliens. (laughs) You know. But that's not the spirit of the week. Because remember, this was to honor honor Mark Rivera and babies. And instead, we're turning it into... uh, you know, monster week, you know, we're talking, turning into mutant Yeah, week. but you know what? That's because, like, some of us are experienced parents and we know that that's what it is, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, let's go with Total Recall. It's Quatu. It's Duck, you know? Stay out of the way, man. Mark, I'm talking to you right now, buddy. What you need to do is, like, do everything possible to be not noticed by anyone in your house. That's what you have to do to survive, my man. Mark Rivera is like, well, I got to go out and mix the episode. I'm sorry. I'll be back in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. and it's like, and it's like but you're, you're, you, you edit in, 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 in the house. And it's then, like, no, yeah, I just got to leave. Why didn't, just we just go. pick, why didn't we just pick Predator then? <laughs> By the way, did you see the uh, trailer for Prey? That no. looks good. Is that out? Yeah. Oh, well, it out. No, it's going to be from Fox um, on, on Hulu, Hulu this summer. Yeah. But they've re, you know, it's kind of reimagined the whole series. And it's a, it's, it's a really cool teaser trailer. Like this a, time, a, the predator is the good guy. I, I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it, that, the way you said that reminded me. Did you ever see like the the uh, the 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 trailer that somebody cut for The Shining that was like absolutely yeah like the yeah. Salisbury oh, Hill shining. like imagine, like <laughs> shining shining. <laughs> Like predator, predator versus alien was like about the the monster with the vagina face versus the monster with the penis okay, face. Stop! We gotta stop with the horror stuff. Get movies about all these movies about babies. Well, what about uh, baby? The, the fi- secret of the lost legend. Yeah, oh, it, did the Thin Man <laughs> series? Did they have? They finally have a baby. 
Um, they did. And then there's Baby's Little Dividend with uh, wow. W.C. Fields. And then there's that's, like that's, Blondie's that's like Father's Little Dividend. Oh, yeah. I'm sure father's, there's a Blondie yeah, movie about having. Father. Yeah. Um, well, there's a, a, another I movie I worked Blondie on. movies on this. Wait, wait. On the show. Blondie worked on another movie. Yeah. Hold on. I, I worked on another movie. Uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. 90 foot, 90 foot tall baby tramples uh, Las mm. Vegas. Uh before they, Beautiful put the cover, before they put the cover on the uh, on the strip. Um, yeah. But th- the problem is that babies are kind of boring in movies. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't tell that, that to Leonard Nimoy. Larry <laughs> no, Cohen. I would career. tell it to Leonard Nimoy if he were here. Leonard. <laughs> I don't care about your three men and a little baby. Well, you, I don't what, care. What would Leonard say to that? I don't care either. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was uh, a pretty big hit, as I recall. It was Tom Selleck and... Uh, uh, it was a huge hit. Danson and Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg, yeah, yes. For Touchstone Films. Yeah. I you saw know, it was, a couple of times in the theater. Was, he, people forget Leonard was a big director. The, the the two punch of Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home, and Three Men and a Baby, both mm-hmm. huge hits. Yeah, yeah. And then he squandered then, it all. Nothing. <laughs> no, because then he he just made a succession of terrible movies. Yeah, The Good Mother, hmm. um, 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 uh, Funny About Love, yeah, um, and Holy either. Matrimony, which was so bad it didn't even get a theatrical. Back when things everything got theatrical. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Leonard came down to SC for uh, 480 with the Good Mother. I, I, I definitely, I definitely saw that movie at, in at SC. I think I told this story before, but um, I actually had a, a English class with Sue Miller, who wrote the book The Good Mother. And the only reason I took the class was I wanted to hear Leonard Nimoy stories. So I would ask her, "How's the how's the filming going? Were you on set? How's Leonard?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Well, can we talk about your you know term paper? No, let's talk about how filming's going on The Good Mother." <laughs> she says, oh, Liam Neeson's great. I don't care about Liam Neeson. I want to hear about Leonard. Well, <laughs> what, uh, what grade did you get in that class? I didn't do that great. I think I got a B plus or an A minus or whatever. I don't know. But it, yeah. I could have done better if I just shut up about Leonard. Well, you had your that, own Larry Cohen moment. Uh, I, I did. Right. I did. <laughs> I was I was being kissing as Rob there before I even knew him. <laughs> so what do we think? I, I love the hard-boiled boiled idea. I got to tell you, <laughs> yeah, I love I, it. I don't mind that. I could go along with that. On dark streets, where violence consumes everything it touches, and the innocent live in fear, two men dedicated to justice will follow different paths. As one searches for revenge and the other for redemption, fate will bring them together. Now, for those who hide behind the shadow of corruption, only one thing is certain. A day of reckoning is coming. of the killer and Mission Impossible 2.
Chow Yun-Fat and Tony Leung in one of the greatest action movies ever made. Hard-boiled, two-disc ultimate edition. Look for it on DVD, exclusively from Dragon Dynasty. It's like, you know what it is? It's like, I imagine the tweet on Friday and the picture of like Chow Yun-Fat holding that baby and the gun. And come on, you know what? You're watching that. You know, because all the songs apply. Baby, it's you. You know, um, all the all the baby songs, so many babies, you know, and they will all apply to her. <laughs> no. OK, that's a stretch. But uh, this would be a very eclectic week, though, because stretch the baby. What? Stretch the baby. Stretch the baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like a. Is this a Doctor Strange illusion? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. This but is I my like favorite it. show that we've recorded this week. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been an interesting season. It's been a quirky season. It has this been. season. It's been so we haven't fun. we haven't done a lot of straight down other than the Batman episode, which was kind of straight down the middle. We 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 kind of been doing quirky episodes. Audrey yeah. Hepburn was pretty straight down the middle, yet amazing. Yet still, I think but, my favorite episode. But it and was one good, of my favorites full time. But it was good about it was that um, you know, the shows that tend to do really well are kind of like more contemporary, the genre-y kinds of stuff. But the Audrey Hepburn one did great. So I was really happy about that because, yeah. you know, obviously we don't want to stick with genre subjects, even though we every time we list. mention movies that uh, occurred before 1980, we lose half our audience. <laughs> no, no, we, but we don't, which is good because it means we have real uh, cinephiles listening and not just a bunch of people like listening to us on experts. What's great about this show is you know, it gives us an opportunity to champion uh, you know, lesser known movies that yes. are, are really good that people might be able to discover and uh, enjoy them. Yeah. Champion. Champion. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I picked, uh, you know, that's why I picked Bring Up Baby instead of Rosemary's Baby for that very reason. Yeah. 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 And that's why Darren picked. Uh, Adam's Family Values, a movie that nobody's seen. That's right. For his pick. But you should see, because it's not bad. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> but, uh, and of course, Hard Boiled, a movie which virtually no one can see unless they have the old criteria laser disc. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. So good. I still have my laser disc, and it's autographed by John Woo, Terrence Chang, and, uh, and Chai Yun Fat, I believe. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh you should God. frame that and put Ooh, it on the wall. Should. Because you can't play it, so you might as well yes. frame it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still have my LaserDisc player. I never use it. It's not hooked up, but I have it. Now for you can emergencies. use your, your LaserDisc as ranged weapons. That's right. <laughs> I have, like when a zombie yeah. apocalypse happens, you can just whiz them on out. There. It's like that scene in Shaun of the Dead where they start throwing the record albums, except I'd be throwing LaserDiscs. <laughs> yeah, because record albums are valuable again. Yeah, exactly. And laser just had more heft to them. I think they yeah. do more damage to a uh, to a zombie. Like I think, well, like I'm not sure. Like a light piece of vinyl would do it, but like know. the laser discs were thick. So uh, you know, Resin. especially if I had a box of CAV discs, whom, whom, whom. I, mean, I could decapitate the, someone with that. You have the added bonus of being able to throw laser rot onto them, <laughs> right? <laughs> or throw it you in can. slow motion. You can yeah. also use them to like blind them as they're coming at you or right. signal right. helicopters. Uh. Yeah. By the way, I, I had this discussion, uh, just as a little bit of a digression, but zombies have come up. I had this conversation with Caden about zombies, right? Yes. Zombies eat brains. Okay. But not every zombie has a complete 
esophagus or mm. digestive system. Good point. When those zombies eat brains, where do the brains go? Does it work? Do they slowly starve to death? Like, is it as important for a zombie to like have a functioning head as it is to have a functioning Look, stomach? I, I don't know. Zombies only eat because they're bored. You're right. It's because they, it's that thing they remember doing in life. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. They it's, only it's, do it for the enjoyment. Can you imagine? They're the zombies undead. lined up in die. an out burger? Yeah, no. Double, double. They're not like stress eating or something. Like yeah. they're worried about. <laughs> I just need the mouth pleasure of eating your that's, brain. That's correct. Yeah, that's it's, correct. it's 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 a trace residual memory of you know. So I don't have being a lower a jaw. So what? <laughs> that's why you know they want to eat human flesh if they can't find the uh, you know the brains. The brains are tastier, but the flesh is not bad apparently. <laughs> I'll take your word in that. <laughs> it's a live week. It's a live movies about cannibalism. <laughs> Next week, it's, it's, it's a live, live too. <laughs> you don't want to do cannibal week because no, we really don't. Cannibal <laughs> Holocaust don't. on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly Wednesday. <laughs> Although really, for cannibal week, that's Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I suppose so. I don't know okay. what the hell. I don't know what the hell cannibal week Wednesday is. It's Frankly. Richard Donner. Oh, wait, no, that's not. It's, okay. it's, oh, wow. Donner party. Yeah. Oh. That's right. Okay. Donner party of five. Donner party of five. Okay. Party well, listen, four? this was, uh, this is interesting. Three? I think if, if anyone's <laughs> contemplating having a baby, we scared them off now. Sorry, Mark. Well, no, Mark, we're so happy for trying. you. And, uh, and we know that, uh, you, you're, you know, uh, very, very lucky, um, and you're going to have many years of joy with this, uh, this, this um, be beautiful baby that you've been uh, has has is now part of your life. And so is this episode of the fourth day movie. And Mark, now, when that baby Mark is keeping you up, this twenty minutes ago. And now, when the baby is uh, keeping you up at three in the morning, you have the perfect <laughs> movies to watch. So uh, there you go. Okay, so guys, if you will remind me of what we're watching this week on Monday, Steve Melching. Monday, it's Nicolas Cage and Holly Hunter and the one that started it all, Raising Arizona. On Tuesday, what are we watching, Darren? It's 1993's Adam's Family Values. On Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller. There's something wrong with the Davis baby, and that thing is you haven't watched it eat the doctor and the nurse yet. 1974, Larry Cohen's It's Alive. And on Thursday, it's 1938, Bringing a Baby from One director Howard Hawks. It's not like the other. And on <laughs> Friday, it's John Woo's Gun Fu Hard classic. Hardboiled. Hardboiled. And if you're into Gun Fu, don't miss the exciting new book from St. Martin's Press. They shouldn't have killed his dog. From Ed Gross and Mark A. Altman coming this July, but you can pre-order now. And uh, I hope you will, because, you know, I like royalties. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> you mean like Meghan uh, Markle? <laughs> yeah, that kind of royalty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, anyway, this was a baby week. And a very congratulations and thanks and gratitude to Mark Rivera uh, for mixing this episode. Uh, Great our joy producers, and Natalie, gratitude. <laughs> Natalie Miscali, uh, Peter Holmstrom, Zach Ragus, our producers. And of course, you could follow us on Twitter at 4th Movie Podcast as well as Instagram. 
and Facebook. And if you're a fan of the podcast, please rate us five stars. It tells other people you should check this podcast out. Maybe not baby week, but maybe other weeks. You might <laughs> want to check them out. Wow. So, uh, oh, no. It, this is a good week. How, <laughs> this is a good week. This is a fun week. I would watch this week. In fact, I did. That's the beauty of it. I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm watching Raising Arizona on Monday. I'm going to watch Adam's Family Values on Tuesday. I'm not going to watch it live on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the after school special instead. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe I'll substitute it with a uh, another film with Juno. I don't know. Yeah, it's so. the same movie, actually. It's the same movie. Same it's really the movie. same basic plot. Ellen God, I mean, the boy, doctor remember how big Diablo Cody was? Point. Right, for like 10 seconds. Yeah, and then like that. Yeah. Over. Man, yeah. God, it was pop culture just picks Choose people up, shoots them, them up, spits them out. It just, it just proves that the machine can create you, but it can't keep you alive. That's right. Mm. Look, music is filled with one-hit wonders. But not Paul McCartney, let me tell you. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> anyway, well, this is great. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of the 430 Movie. So until then, on behalf of Steve Melching, Darren Dockman, Ashley Miller, and myself, Mark A. Altman, keep on watching the movies because <laughs> I went to snooze. Starts now. Wow. Keep on 430-ing. Gloriously, of course. <laughs> this show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.